Welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by, and we, by and large, ignore it. Look at the ones that come out on the exact same day. Now, my name is Lincoln. I'm a comic out here in London. I'm here with my man Sam. Sam, say hi to the people. Hi to the pe- hi people. Thank you again. We've been doing this for so long. Still, so- <laughs> it's like it happens by surprise every time. It feels like a parent um, forcing me to hug an aunt I don't like. That's why. But we're also joined by the very lovely Spring. Spring, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Now, Spring, tell us why you are you uniquely qualified to be on this podcast today. Well, I am uniquely qualified to be on this podcast because I watch Goonies every day for a whole summer when I was a kid. That's um, the most qualified. <laughs> that's the most qualified. Um, overqualified, some would say. Um, we don't think we can have you on now. Um, you're too close to this thing. But no, the, the movies that we actually have for you guys today are The Goonies, 1985. And uh, on the exact same day, Perfect starring uh john travolta and the lovely i almost jamie said lee shields. jamie lee curtis i don't know why i thought brooke shields <laughs> in the top of my but um let's start with the let's start with the goonies man uh spring um every day for a summer tell us about that well uh i am from the latchkey generation which means my parents both worked 12 hour days and nights and i was babysat by babysitters who couldn't give a shit so we watched three movies every day for a whole summer and that was uh goonies labyrinth and flight of the navigator Mm. every day for a whole summer to the point where we could sit down and write the the um the script Mm. word for word we could do it we couldn't Um, spell for shit but we could do it (laughs) i would i would i wonder how um useful this exercise is surely if you want to get kids to you have some variety but it's like no these are the three things <laughs> that you will be watching yeah well no i mean goonies isn't a bad movie for kids to watch i mean you know what i you know i'll take issue with that but uh sam will you will you kick us off your relationship with the goonies okay this is the third time I've seen The Goonies. So I've seen The Goonies now in my life as many times as you would have seen it in half a week. Uh, (laughs) Nuts. I saw it once when I was a kid, loved it. Saw it once as a teen, loved it still. And then this is the third time. And I'll be honest, this is one of the few films where we go, most of this movie is a cancel now, but I'm like, I love it. I still love it. Incredible. Now, Spring, um, I didn't expect you to be such a day one um, Goonie stan. Um, you will know if you if you listen to the to the podcast before. I often lie about having seen uh, movies. Um, <laughs> the Goonies is um, one of the top ones that I lie about. <laughs> um, I've lied about it a lot. Again, sometimes it's not even in the topic of conversation. I bring it up and I say, "Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the Goonies." Um, Question though: Did you lie so that someone would sleep with you? No, it's just so that we could move on to something that I had seen. Um, so <laughs> I just wanted to get my opinion in there, and I was bored because I couldn't get into the next one. So that's actually what it is. Um, and I watched it for the first time, fully, fully spring. Um, mm-hmm. And guys, I have to say, I think I came to it too late. Um, I came to it too late. I'm sorry. Um, why is that? Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because now I'm an adult. Okay. I'm a grown man. I pay my taxes. You can see. 
Um, but my problem is, is that now precocious children, they piss me the fuck off, my dude. They piss me off. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle all these precocious damn kids. I look at this, the Goonies, I say, hey, why don't you guys listen to your mum? She works 40 hours a week to provide for you. And you guys go off and have zany adventures all kissing each other and stuff in sewers and on uh, mm. galleons or whatever that is. Is that a galleon? I don't even know what that's called. A galleon? Yeah, go ahead, Spring. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm saying that when you say precocious, I never, I never watch a movie and think, oh, those kids are being precocious. I think uh, some 40-year-old doesn't know how to write seven-year-old dialogue, mm. basically. Yeah. So I never blame the kid. I never blame the actor because God knows what kind of sexual abuse they're going through at that moment. <laughs> I mean, not while <laughs> they. Why blame not, them? Not in front of the camera. It's like why, no. <laughs> they, they haven't come in and, and made it up. But uh, but like but, yeah, go wait, ahead, Sam. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to I have to interject to tie these two perfect points together. As somebody who only found out what the word precocious meant two years ago, right? I have to agree <laughs> with both of you because. These kids are so out there. They're so confident. I'm, I'm, I'm angry at the confidence of the kids. But also, there is way too much kissing in this film for a film with three adults. I didn't remember the level of kissing be, being... There's too many people kissing kids, man. On camera! We should actually say what The Goonies is actually about. Spring, if you could give us a, like a little summary for what happens in The Goonies. Go ahead. Basically, a country club is buying a town mm -hmm. that would mean the destruction of the whole town being 20 houses yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> right uh and uh nobody has enough money to save the town although everyone seems to be pretty middle class and pretty doing pretty well so they're <laughs> So it doesn't really make any sense. And so these boys find a way uh, to raise money to save their town by finding One-Eyed Willie's booty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, is some, that is somewhere in the town. And it's in Astoria, which in my memory is in New York, which is off Manhattan. So I'm not quite sure where in America this is supposed to be, mm, mm. other than the East Coast. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the Springfield Simpsons Astoria. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, not that one. Which one? Ah, shut up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's where Voldemort hid something in a cave as well. Really? Like it's it's that sort of That's good area. That's it's, good <laughs> it's right between New Jersey and where there's a Horcrux. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. No, I um I I agree with you, Spring. You had it. You got it dead on. I was like, man, huh? Who? This is a movie that I watched with my with my father. Not that he would ever watch it because he hates whimsy. He would um <laughs> he would be like, so who's that guy? So what did he? Is that guy with, oh, so we've seen him before. I was like, yeah, I look, I don't know. I, there's no subtitles. I don't know what is going on. These girls are, they're swingers. These kids are kissing each other, going crazy <laughs> in, in these life and death situations. Can I tell you like the moment I was like, um, I was, I was furious. I was furious. It's when um, the town jock, one of the great um, cinematic archetypes that's no longer around anymore. Um, the guy who has the convertible. Um, he's going to save them. This is about in the middle of the movie. And they go like, don't you guys want to make history? I was like, don't you want to be old enough 
to like drink one day like why would you pick on <laughs> the most dangerous job this, this is an easy out for you my dude just leave it all right but see. also oh, go ahead no no no, no go ahead spring you go first I've no got but him. also no he had a point it's like do you do you want to make history or do you want to get saved by the uh, the future town rapist? Oh, he was. <laughs> I will take yeah. issue with that, Spring. He was not the future town. He was the reigning, defending <laughs> town <laughs> champion. He was undefeated in town rapey. He is. Uh, that guy is. Uh, whew. That guy like, knows. He knows a guy who knows a guy. He like he knows a guy <laughs> who can get you some some good stuff. Um, medical grade. Uh, so, right, but go ahead, Sam. This is where this is where I'm going to point out, right, that uh, both of you are doing better in life than I am at the moment, right? Because legit, this is not the type of film I would normally be emotionally affected by. But that speech, I was like, I was like, this is the thing, right? You guys, you know, you've like matured, you've grown up, you've got your lives together, right? I'm kind of living in a uncut gems house of cards right now, so I was like, man. I would give anything to go back in time, have one last adventure before secondary school and die. So I was like at my peak, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like 13, 14, be like, man, he went out a fucking late. Hey, do you remember Sam? Yeah, he like, died fucking in One-Eyed Willie's booty. <laughs> what just a, a, a wreath on one of the one of the guardrails on the estate. Just Sam, <laughs> Sam on a t-shirt. <laughs> It's like a real bad photo. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> on a reef. There's two sides, right? So you have uh, the Goonies and you have the Fratelli gang with Ma Fratelli on the on the one side. And um, they're kind of the two uh, people or the two teams going towards to find this the treasure, One-Eyed Willie's treasure. I am a fan of we need to save the insert X of um, anything. Um, this is an underutilized... Uh, genre of movie we don't see many in 2020 but i feel like throughout the 80s and 90s oh man the dodgeball center is in trouble we have to save it <laughs> the yeah. town is in the only way we could save this town is if we just discover a treasure of pirate gold um i'm a fan of that um also dude if you can just buy a whole town just do it like if you can i don't know what this guy's plan was but you could buy a whole town? Well, with all the stuff that uh, Sean Astin's parents had in the attic, I don't understand how they couldn't come up with the cash. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these are ancient artifacts. Like the map to the fucking treasure, for sure. Right? And the, and the medallion as well. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a real it's a real bullion, right? He says that at one point. He's like, this is real. This is a real bullion. I'm like, that's got to be worth at least like a like a lot of <laughs> that's got to be worth at least a gym membership do you know what I mean? and also also i i i understand why i didn't pick up it on it as a kid but mount spanish is so good he can read ancient spanish <laughs> perfectly right yeah. he can read a fucking treasure map in spanish and then suddenly when they come out and the and the um, 
cleaning lady is like, don't sign the papers. Don't sign the papers. Suddenly he has trouble. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. sign your yeah. name. Yeah. What? Pen something. Don't pen. I don't know what she's saying. Also, not just ancient Spanish, but like, and this isn't like, it's not like this fucking treasure map is fucking uh, double spice times new Roman. This is like a <laughs> faded uh stretched out treasure map that no one is like what is is that an l is that a, is that a s-? <laughs> no but my yeah. dude just crushes it straight dude very good very good what else what else jumped out to you upon this time watching it again spring uh how much we saw of andy's underwear yeah like but you could it, but it was really weird because i don't remember that at all but if you look at that underwear they like it was the cleanest, whitest, mm. tidy whitey underoo superhero type. Like, I don't have genitalia, but I wear <laughs> underwear kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, they knew they were going to be showing it. They knew it. Yeah, and I saw it at least five times. Five at times, least. at least, at least, at least five times. Yeah, I mean, look. Um... At this point in time, I had made a, I had started to make a curry. Um, around about forty-five minutes in, I had to stop. I had to pause and make a curry because, um, yeah, grown-ass me was getting very, um, was getting very annoyed at these kids with their with their damn zingers. Um, part of me wanted them to throw their ball into my yard so I can be like, "No, we're stabbing this ball." Like, I was really, <laughs> It was very grumpy <laughs> at um, at this point. I do like. Um, I can tell you what I do. What I do like. I do like the um, the little Temple of Doom like design of the inside of of the cave with all of the. What do you call this machine? Is that a Ruth Goldberg? A, a Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. See, I thought it was Ruth Goldberg, um, but a Rube Goldberg machine with all the the little pulleys and things. I thought that was quite nice. And man, I also had to say. Shouts to your man Steven Spielberg. Um, this is him like in his like this guy's on fire during this time. Um, let's get let's while we're also here, let's send a big shout out to um Josh Brolin. Um who I don't know how this has happened, but has only grown hotter over the years. Um Oh, that's who that was. Yeah, it's Josh Brolin. Um old W. Um he's jacked up, I won't lie, he's jacked up, you know, the guy works out clearly. But um, yeah, his face would just gain so many more deep, deep lines mm. over the years. It's like he didn't. It's like he didn't age. Somebody just did face paint of this is what you're gonna look like as a forty year old man on him. Yeah, you know. And I wish I could. Go, I could say that to some people. Like if you're like eighteen or whatever, and like you feel like a little bit uncomfortable. Not that Josh Brolin did. You could see he's an alpha. He's an alpha mm. all the way. But uh, but to be fair, everybody looks better once they take a headband off. That's yeah. yeah. That's a, what's with the headbands, man? That's a weird look. That's it's a weird the '80s. Look. It's look. the '80s, man. Well, I'll tell you what was also in the '80s is the movie that we also saw on the exact same day. Um, well, not when it came out, but obviously, whatever you know what I mean. Um, Perfect, starring John Travolta and not um, Brooke Shields, but actually. Um, I almost said Sigourney Weaver. I don't know why I'm such a blind spot. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis man. who I actually <laughs> really, really like. I think she's so great. Yeah, for some amazing. reason, I'm like Gina Davis. Like, who? <laughs> like, just like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, they've all like just like flitted in front of my eyes. All these '80s um, female stars. Um, 
but can you give us the uh sam can you give us the basic premise of perfect basic premise of perfect is uh, uh john travolta plays a journalist for the rolling stone magazine um and he is come up with a story to do how gym culture is the new singles like dating scene mm-hmm. in los angeles and therefore the world uh, meanwhile, whilst totally ignoring the far more interesting plot of how he is at fault for getting an exclusive interview from the, the world's biggest businessman who is like on trial for selling drugs, but secretly it's computers. And I, you don't even know what happened to this way more interesting story that takes up like eight minutes of screen time, but is also the entire plot of the fucking movie. Well, let's point out that both of these movies are roughly the same length. Mm-hmm. They're both about an hour and a half. However, perfect. Like, like Goonies feels like a theme park ride, mm-hmm. right? A genuine theme park ride, and you're glad that you went on it. I felt every single minute of perfect, mm-hmm. and I was angry I would never get it back. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow. Luck. I paused it for two minutes to go to the toilet and I came back and I was like, how is it not already midnight? I feel like I've been here. It feels like what they were going, that what they were going for was, okay, let's make like a really smart, like journalist drama, romantic film for dumb people. And then didn't realize that they were being dumb. It was like, it's it's so slow paced. And it's like, this works for something like Spotlight. But when the story is just, hey, that's a nice gym and people are banging in it. I'm like, well, tell me who. All right. This is. The- and I was never. Sorry. I, I'm, I was just wanted to say, Spring, I, I hear all of you guys' arguments. I low key fucked with this joint. All right. <laughs> I said it. All right. I low key fucked with this movie just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's look. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I fucked with it. It's because it's exactly what Sam said. This is like <laughs> network, um, fucking all the presidents' men, fucking spotlight, but for really, really dumb people. This movie, <laughs> this movie's opinions of journalists, insane, insane. No journalist has this amount of integrity. And by the way, no one cares if journalists have this amount of integrity. Also, I am a, I was hypnotized by um, the amount of uh, scenes where Jamie Lee Curtis is doing, is doing aerobics, looking jacked up. She's fucking fit as all hell. She's looking strong. She's crushing it. And then uh, John Travolta comes in with a massive boner in the middle of the fucking... Making everyone uncomfortable in the aerobics <laughs> class. <laughs> Just thrusting away willy-lilly. And everyone's... There's, I was like, this is this is the d- picture-perfect, uh, no pun intended, uh, definition of an incredibly bad movie. But I was like, oh, man, I can't look away. No, but... But also that scene, which is a very, I think it's a more popular meme than it is a movie, right? That scene, right? What what I didn't expect is that they've already had sex, Mm. right? And they've filmed it where you see more of the wall than you do of them having sex. Don't like that. Not a fan. Right? Not a fan. Right? No, there's so much wall in this movie. Mm -hmm. It should have been called 80 walls in 145 (laughs) minutes. Because... (laughs) 
it was it was that it was the wall of the hotel room it was the wall of her her california house where the telephone was outside for some reason uh and then then they have that aerobics class where they're doing moves and they're looking at each other surprised like they didn't realize that they could do that move it's like didn't you just have sex <laughs> i i felt right i was watching that and i felt exactly the same thing but it's also really crucial to mention that this dialogueless scene is something like six seven minutes long it's really long right way too long it's, it's <laughs> everybody had already orgasmed in the gym apart from these two right but it's <laughs> but because Jamie Lee Curtis is is leading the lecture and she keeps you know that I think what the film is trying to say is hey they're really taught sexual energy they can't that they can't stop looking at each other but the way I saw it was I was like she's telling him no 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 like this like this is how you do it not not last night John you just kept telling me about the wall man she she clearly with uh the moves the but the hips don't lie man jamie lee curtis i i think she could have fucked john travolta to death i think she could have <laughs> i think she could have gone straight through my man's pelvic bone because some dude the control and the speed with which she was moving in there i was like dude, get, you should be at the olympics jamie this is incredible she was supposed to be at the Olympics. Yeah, like honestly, dude, like trust. fucking, I'm like, John Travolta is there and he's fucking thrusting away and I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, also, I want to send a shout out to how hard she must have worked out for this movie to be able to do, because dude, her body is made of the stuff that like holds the earth together because she is just <laughs> fucking, she is jacked up. And um, as someone who tries to be healthy and is failing miserably, um, I am always uh, um, amazed and like happy when I see workout movies in the 80s and the 70s because I'm like, you guys just used to wake up and have like a loaf of white bread for... <laughs> Dude, like we fucking drank Coca-Cola for breakfast and shit. Like up until <laughs> yeah. re- these people have no knowledge of nutrition. They have no supplements or any of the things that we have. Um, and in fact, getting to a gym is so noteworthy that Rolling Stone will do a story on it. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's newsworthy. Like, you get to on the cover of Rolling Stone if you do a push-up. They should have, they should have done a, um, a story just on how dangerous all those exercises were, and the, especially the intensity that they were done. As speaking as someone who lived through that aerobic era and have done several of those types of workouts, everyone... In every extra in that movie is no longer living. <laughs> they, they, they have Damn. since died as a result of that movie. No horses were killed, but all of the extras are gone. Okay, well, because I, I want to, I want to stop it. Did either of you guys do any background reading on this movie? A little bit, but maybe you have something new for us. What's up? Okay, because it was right. So it was based on a true story, right? This is now. This is what's really interesting about. This is a choice of movie, is because the guy who wrote the screenplay is the journalist that John Travolta was playing, and he really did write the searching for Mister Goodbody article. So that's okay. I'm just gonna go through a couple points of the film. Is the whole thing is he gets to the gym, he falls in love with Jamie Lee Curtis, who he's supposed to write this scathing story about gym culture being the new dating scene. 
but he falls in love with her so much that he doesn't want to and he does everything in his power to stop this story running and write a better story and it doesn't work out but they end up together so the real guy none of the, none of the love stuff happened he just went in wrote the story and was like yeah fuck it who gives a shit pew 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 and then was like actually you know what i'm gonna write I'm going to write a film about it where I'm the good guy and do the exact opposite of what I did in real life, right? But the part of the movie that is true is the really interesting court case that's going on with the major businessman, only he wasn't selling computers, he was selling cars. And he was being uh, he was being prosecuted for drug dealing and he was being framed by the FBI. And that whole thing with the tape recorder at the end where he, he he had to go to prison because they subpoenaed the tapes. He refused to give up the tapes. That's all true. And I'm like, this is... And the guy, the editor of Rolling Stone in the movie was the real editor of Rolling Stone at the time. Oh, really? So he's playing himself and he just changed his name so he could say stuff that he would never say in the office. Yeah. Um, the the, uh, the There is a character in the movie, Linda, who is... Uh, unfortunately going to take I hate to spoil this if you guys have the same one it's going to be my instant cancel moment Um, but Linda is known as the most promiscuous member of the gym to the point where one of the the gym instructors says she's the most used piece of equipment in the gym right Mm -hmm. that woman was the real woman in the article right so the, the actress isn't but he really wrote the stuff that he wrote about her in the film. Ah. The lady who that's based on plays one of the background gym members in the movie. She's totally fine with it. She's like, she's yeah, just, cool, whatever. It's the movies, isn't it? But we also but we also know she's not mentally okay. Yeah, no, she's not well. Yeah. But <laughs> in general, I also want to say that just like a broader conversation is that movies about journalism tend to be really, really boring. Because the act of journalism is one of the most boring things. It's like most of 80% of journalism is phoning someone, writing it down. You never meet anyone in a clandestine situation. Like, it's never like that. It's all like, oh, can you just send the email back? Oh, you can't. Okay. All right, cool. We'll scrap that story. And it's never exciting. Um, but also, it, in this movie, it is nuts to me um, that it's accepted that a journalist will have like three months to do one story <laughs> like just, just like now you write what? the covers for rolling stone that's your only job you don't fucking you don't drive any ubers on the side you don't do delivery work it's crazy well he needs three months that's how long it takes his computer to boot up <laughs> did you see that did like... you see that computer though oh mm. my god shout out to jamie lee curtis deleting everything beep, 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 beep. <laughs> john travolta in 1985 is a very interesting figure for me. This is also kind of why I like this, because I'm just like, I cannot get a handle on John Travolta as an actor. John Travolta has some of the like best movies of all time, some of the most acclaimed movies of all time, some of the biggest hits of all time. But he also has some of the like like legit worst movies. Like movies that people are like, no, this is a this is like a war crime. Like this is against <laughs> this is awful. And so I'm trying to figure out where he is in 1985 because as we know conventional wisdom tells us in 94 his career is revived um by pop fiction but greece is in like what 1979 79 79 so we're right in the middle of that so staying alive would have just come out 
I think Blowout would have also have come out. What do, what is the perception in my mind of like John Travolta as a star? Is this guy actually good? He's just hot at that time. Oh, mm-hmm. he's but smoking at hot. At that time, he's super hot. But the, but when I see him, all I see now is all I see is an unfunny Seinfeld. Oh, man. <laughs> so Seinfeld it is. Yeah. That's a shout. He's like if Seinfeld was had a baby with the bad guy from The Mask, but when he's wearing the mask. But this is the other thing, is this is the last film he does before 1989 when he has two films, and one of them is Look Who's Talking. So he does nothing after this uh and apparently sorry i did a lot of background reading because there's i sometimes when we watch a film this boring i always think how how did you how did you how did you get this over feature length um but john travolta he just liked the director and he says this is even though this was one of the worst movies like ever it was up for every razzie apart from jamie lee curtis because she she shows up but uh, he says he doesn't regret it. He doesn't regret it because he just likes hanging out with these people. Hey, wait, was this a Scientology movie by any chance? No. Okay, damn. Because <laughs> that explains a lot of bad choices. Yeah. Well, a- as we learned on this podcast, The Devil's Reign, the first time John Travolta ever appears on screen, and he's mostly in full makeup, so you never see his face, was the film that he was introduced to Scientology on, which was uh, Devil's Reign 1975, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but guys, we have to move on to the category. So... I have to say, right. Okay. I have to say, categories. Go ahead, Sam. I just have to quickly say, I didn't realize, I listened to our podcast the other day. Um, I didn't realize that you were singing along. To theme music, I thought I thought this was always a cappella, and I was like, "This melody sounds really familiar." And I was like, "It's because it's the thing that I wrote and sent to you." Yeah, I didn't know and you. This are lazy, are you? Don't listen to your own podcast. You absolute <laughs> fucking weapon. How long it takes me to edit this thing and put it together so that people can listen to it? Sam's like, oh, "I haven't heard it, mate." Yeah, you know, he's fucking all. That's the problem with you, Sam. Since we've been doing this this podcast, you've gotten all Hollywood on me. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't actually, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to my art once I put it out. Come on. <laughs> Come on, this guy. Um, sorry, Spring, I'm sorry you had to see that. Um, no, it's okay. Categories to... um, is what we use when we want to um, compare these two joints. And uh, we usually have a fair few if you want to compare the movies. The first one um, usually is the instant cancellation. Now, Spring... Uh, between these two movies, what would you give as an instant cancellation? It was okay in 1985, but now in 2020, we're like, no, it's on site for you. You're being deplatformed. Just the line, I'm going to scare me up a gangbang. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's, that's just... Even then, there was a slight pause yeah. in 85, but they were like, no, we'll go with it. A little beat. <laughs> a little beat. I'm going to scare me up a gangbang. <laughs> Travolta's like, I'll scare you. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah so i i wish he'd gone into that like, like so how did you choose the word scare mm. 
right? Mm. Is this a Halloween theme, <laughs> gangbang, <laughs> or do they not want to be a part of this? Like, what, what's what's happening mm. here? Yeah. And if you really, yeah, no, everything about that, I just I couldn't hear anything happening in the le- next ten minutes. It's a very, a very, um, a very folksy, a very folksy gangbang. So let me go fix me up a <laughs> the way you fix up a sandwich. You also fix up a gangbang, Sam. All right, a uh, li- li- uh, little bit of backstory. Uh, John Travolta decides not to run the scathing article, instead to write a nice one. He sends it to Rolling Stone. They say, this is a piece of shit. Uh, we're going to rewrite it as you wrote it and expose all the things you wanted to keep hidden. So as you said earlier, Spring, he gets drunk on the plane, gets a baseball bat and goes up to smash up his boss's office. Now, there's a scene right after he comes out where the lady who is the photographer for the newspaper, who he expressly told not to photograph Jamie Lee Curtis, has done it, and then dug up her past and put it in, and he looks at her, she runs away, and he leaves the building. My instant cancel is, bro, if you're that mad, go smash up all her shit too. That's like, that is some that is some fully unequal shit. If, if I had a man and a woman slight me at, at the, like, the exact same level... And I'm smashing their shit. You best believe I'm coming for your fucking camera. No way. I'm I'm so glad you said that, Sam. I agree. I agree. She was she was pretty annoying throughout. Like she she was kept at such a high pitch mm. the whole way. I'm surprised she didn't get hit more. Yeah. <laughs> Although I just wanna I just wanna game this out, Sam. If so, these 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 men, this is woman. They both pissed you off equally. You're gonna go fight the dude. Pum 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 pum. Do you also, in the interest of feminism, have to go fight the women? Do, 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 do. Are you guys? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys? You guys are squaring up. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's like, if it's like, uh, if it's like, oh, you <laughs> fucked me, and I asked you not to, I gave you every fair warning. Like, this is a, it's not a relationship, right? I'm, it's not. It's not. This isn't domestic. This is revenge. You think I can't take revenge? <laughs> I will say, like. For, it's never really clear throughout the movie whether or not he's a good writer. Yeah. Mm. It's never clear. It's always clear she's a good photographer. <laughs> it's always clear. Like, you, you see her work and you go, yeah, that's objectively good. And somehow they got incredibly famous people to agree to be in this movie. Mm. You know, like Mick Jagger, Carly Simon, all this. All this. Mm. Anyway. Mr. I'm look, I'll, I'll also say I, weird I, side note. Sorry. And I just want to stick with Sam. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I go just want to stick with Sam here. So Sam, are you saying to me, two people, two people have wronged you in the exact same way? Yeah. One male. Yeah. One female. Yeah. Is what makes this um, weirdly woke, um, which is the one for the actual podcast, I guess, is what makes this weirdly woke that you don't know that you're not in a relationship. <laughs> with the woman or is it that can you walk me through this please it's it's the the, the slight has to be large enough it can't be like oh yeah uh, that's that's taken as red yeah yeah right they've, yeah they've, they've done they something have to awful have fucked up my life yeah and and here's the thing here's the thing is that oh you get you get fair warning right so <laughs> In this instance, in this instance, he hasn't battered his boss, right? He's just smashed all his shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying in the context of this film, for that slight, I'm bashing up the boss's shit, but I'm also going and bashing up her camera, maybe her car, right? Like, okay. whatever you've got, I'm breaking your stuff. But hypothetically, they've, like, wronged me in a physical way, and I'm like, you need 
you've got like five seconds to get the fuck away from me or I'm battering both of you. I'm a man of my word. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, let's do the weirdly woke moment. Weirdly woke moment. Um, I'll go first. My weirdly woke moment is when um, Linda said that she was going to scare up a gangbang. Um <laughs> Because I think that uh, as long as this is a consensual gangbang, um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay, I will say that in my opinion, a gangbang that is done consensually involves a lot of paperwork. <laughs> in your opinion. In my opinion. You need a lot of paperwork. You need a lot of constant confirmation that mm. everyone's participating. Everyone's mm. having a good time. Mm. And I, you know, and I, and I know people that can't have a dinner party with three people. <laughs> sure. to, you know, so I just think. Also, can, can I ask you, Spring, in, in this paperwork, you know, all the permits, you know, health and safety and stuff. When does, when does, does a threesome move into a gangbang? Once the fourth person arrives, then it's a gangbang. I guess so. Yeah. Like, well, how many people are in a gangbang? Six. I'm gonna, I, well, I was going to say five. I was going to say five is oh. the cutoff. Mm. The, because, okay. because it, a foursome is a thing, you know? And That's that could just be That's two a- couples swinging in the same room on each other, you know? Another question, and do you have to actually be a member of a gang for it to be a gang bang? That's the other thing. There's a lot mm. of as you as you said, Spring, um it's a lot of uh it's a lot of paperwork, it's a lot of admin. Well, you know, and you have to you have to agree on the colours everybody's gonna wear. Yeah, you get the bloods and the crypts, yeah, yeah, everyone's in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, it's it's just it's like planning the Met Gala. It's gonna it takes a lot of planning. <laughs> If, it, if you have gone, hey, we've got five people, the gangbang's finally going ahead, we've been waiting all year for this, we get it done, and then five minutes in, somebody somebody comes too soon. Is it still a gangbang, or has it been demoted to a foursome mid Oh man, gangbang? this is a really good question. Is it like one in, one out? Like, once you, mm. once you come, you have, to, you have to leave the gangbang. You can no longer... You can't... Yeah. You had your turn. You have to leave... <laughs> There's a preload only gangbang. <laughs> oh my god! But sorry, what are your guys? What did you have in terms of a weirdly woke moment, Sam? Uh, I'm uh, like, I'm gonna go with the mumsy from the Goonies. I have to go for the Goonies on this one because the mum of the gang is not only the brains; she is also the brawn and the only one who can shoot. Mm. She is the gang. So I'm I'm giving it to her just in total. Shout, shout out to Joe Pantomaliniano. He's in Pantoliano. there. Yeah, my man Ralphie Sifaretto in there. Sifaretto. Ah. <laughs> I've never been able. He's got so many hard to say I will say that the mom that plays Mama Fratelli mm. as a kid, I thought that the worst future a woman could have is to end up like her. Oh my God! What do you mean? Like, just looking like her uh, as a woman, uh, right? And I'll tell you now, I want nothing in the world but have her career <laughs> right now. Like, and she's so much fun. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've matured mm. since thinking that as a kid. I would have I would have also gone with I, ending up like, like nothing worse than ending up like her in terms of her having two idiot sons who can't manage the most simple fucking gang activity. <laughs> 
And then your one strong functioning son turns against you because he's a bloody good guy. <laughs> yeah, well, and and because she dropped him on his head more like than a lot, twice. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, that should be yeah. investigated, to be honest. I oh, I think my weirdly woke moment was um, in imperfect thinking, wow, all these years, I've women have never needed to wear a bra during an aerobics class, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, you know, like, I didn't realize the whole bra industry was a lie. It's a scam. They're trying to get your money. <laughs> it's a yeah. scam. Also, I'm sorry, man. I I felt a little bit affronted during the male stripper scene. Um, I I felt like they could have been uh, they could have found a better stripper. I'm sorry, guys. That stripper <laughs> was not operating at a high level. And this is this is my own outdated attitudes coming back to me, and I'll accept it. But I feel like the male stripper has to work a little bit harder than the female stripper in general. If I, I'm also, I'm only saying this from what I've seen in The Sopranos and Bada Bing, when like the girls are literally just like naked and they're just hanging out, doing whatever. But this guy needs to do more. He needs to do more magic. He needs more pageantry. But you have to remember, this is the 80s, Mm. right? And women's attitudes towards sex in public was very different. Okay. Because mm. I remember, like, my mom and her friends, they would not go to a strip club to get turned on. They would go to a strip club for a laugh. Yeah. Because it was such a role reversal, mm. right? That these guys are being sexual objects, right? That was the joy. And like, this is hilarious. And she said, we'd come out of these clubs and all these guys waiting around thinking that we're horny. And we just <laughs> pissed ourselves laughing. Like, can, like, I, can I tell you the, a story about that as well? As when I was at university, I remember this being a thing. A, a, strip, a group of strippers came to town, to our small university town. And that yeah. was legit a conversation I had with really? my friends. It was like, yo, let's just be outside. <laughs> these girls these girls are gonna come out they're gonna be so horned up um it's gonna be fuck it dude they'll be slip sliding away you will will be dominated um i ended up being too late i ended up being too lazy and too late but apparently when the guys ended up after they opened up the bar to everyone all the women just left the premises they were like this is done, We're done now. <laughs> this is boring yeah this is done. if anything they did pointing at you laughing going <laughs> look what he thought he was gonna get <laughs> i also have to throw my male stripper story hat in as mm. it's come up is i was uh i'm not gonna name them but shout outs to you i know you listen to this and you know who you are but uh, a friend got married there was a hindu and we organized a male stripper at the house right and this is why this is why i think male strippers don't have to work as hard right is because the the prerequisite for being a male stripper is that you just have to be jacked up right and you can probably fight most of the people in the room you don't need you don't need to pay extra for security so you're making a hundred percent of your profits like in, in that in that industry but we got this stripper over he was way too intense but he was a nice guy and nobody else wanted to we were on a top floor apartment with no elevator, nobody wanted to walk him down. I was like, I'll go let him out of the building. And uh, I'm chatting chatting to him on the way down. And I was like, uh, oh, how'd you, um, how'd you get into this, man? And he was like, well, 
we was like when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, I used to be a fireman, and then there was you know there was just too much uh, risk, so I got into stripping, and then I went back to the fire service, but in like a administration role, and I just couldn't handle showing up to work without people screaming at me. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just, just doing it for the for the screams. What do we always say? Wow. The action is the juice. The action <laughs> is the juice. Um, I think we always say. We say that. No, we say it's so much. We say that. We say that all the time. Every episode. <laughs> Every episode. The action is the juice. That's why we do this podcast. People ask me, Nick, why you start a podcast? Oh, you don't got opinions. It's not that. It's the fucking thrill. <laughs> or oh, fucking going back and forth with Sam. What's your instant cancellation? No, what's your instant cancellation? <laughs> it's, a, it's the high stakes world. Um, you should see other times, Spring, if you come and watch us. It's basically like the last 10 minutes of Requiem for a Dream. It's just <laughs> ass to ass. <laughs> 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 shit flying away. It's disgusting, really. It's disgusting. Um, sorry, I've I've gone off piece here. I'm supposed to keep this show on the road. Our um, next category is... Thank uh, you, Sam. Genre bender. So if, bow, you, could, if you could bend this, the, each of these films 10 degrees to the left and change the genre, what genre would you make it? Let's go with Spring first. Well, okay. Well, Goonies is perfect other than the audio quality. Mm. Um, but Perfect should be a musical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see you. I because, see you. Because then they could do the real story and then sing and thrust the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Cold War, and they're just thrusting. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to do a Freaky Friday, I would. Um, I would definitely get um john travolta to switch with um what's his name he's the the asian kid with the ah uh, uh, data yeah. yeah get get him in there <laughs> and um just see how it plays out just see him try and be at rolling stone try and write and he's like trying to fiddle with the computers <laughs> and there's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a racial vibe because everyone's like, you're good with computers, right? And everyone's like, what? What do you, why? Why did you say that? He's like, no, no, no reason, no reason, no reason. Um, just thought that, you know, all the kids are good with computers. Um, <laughs> no. But I will say, I will say that his language was appropriate for his age as an immigrant kid, if that's what he was, which they implied he was. What do you mean? Although, well, so... They so you see his parents at the end. I think they're Chinese, and uh, they were talking. He was talking to his parents in Chinese, and so throughout the movie, his English isn't perfect, but it's it's near perfect, or it's very fluent for a non-native English speaker. And he talks he talks about David talks about himself in third person, which is which is common in Asian languages that you don't say I or me, you say your name instead. And that was very, that's what happens in those languages. It's, uh, I think it's Vietnamese, by the way, if I'm not. Vietnamese, I oh, okay. I suspect. He's also the kid who played shortstop, right? Yeah. Because um, I also want to say though, just back to Lincoln's uh, Freaky Friday, do you then also have John Travolta in date as well being like oh my god it's, it's dynamite <laughs> i want a yeah. grown-up john travolta as a member of the Goonies. um just being annoying and um not joining in in any of the riffs and um occasionally taking the riffs 
a little bit too far. Mm. <laughs> so, so they're just in the cave, whatever. And uh, John Travolta's like, does anyone have a line, a little tootski, a little tootski? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, just to get us through this adventure. And everyone's like, we don't know what you mean, John. <laughs> and he sets up every booby trap. <laughs> That's the reason why every disaster starts. Also, you know what would be really funny as well is if like, because he's, uh, this is dumb, but like, because they're kids and they encounter these booby traps, it's, you know, it's serious. But if John Travolta, because he's an adult, can just like st- step through the booby trap. Yeah. <laughs> the ball's rolling down and John Travolta just like holds it back with his one hand. He's like, what are you guys talking about? This is dumb. Mm. And he just goes on, completely undermines and no-sells the entire premise. Um, but dude, I think that, I think honestly, I think we've we've uh we've definitely um Done got it. as much as we have uh can get out of the goodies and perfect these episodes are getting longer and longer by the way i think we'll be we'll be crushing soon um mm. uh yeah this is what i spring is there anything you want to plug anything you want to draw attention to because we're always happy to um uh, give I a have, shout out i i have a podcast mm. uh called life in a second language life in a second I language talk- where I talk to people uh, who are, who speak a second language, live, love, learn a second language, and, and what their experience is cool. like. Cool. So, awesome. yeah, check that out. Yeah. Sam, what about you? You want to plug anything? This podcast? Nice. Plug the podcast at the end of the podcast that you are already on. That's yeah. very, good. very good. I have very little going on. Yeah, I would good. like to plug right. the Goonies. If your childhood was as bad as mine and then turned into a bad adulthood as well, watch the Goonies, man. You'll feel something. Okay. All right. There we go. I want to plug uh, Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you don't have anything else to do, get some fried chicken in. Um, grab a beer you can watch a little bit of that um anyway thank you guys so much for tuning in uh catch you guys next week bye bye